Welcome to Talk Therapy CBT, a conversation about educating, helping, and connecting individuals to the world of psychology. This podcast is supported and produced by Inner Balance Psychology Center. I would also like to thank our sponsor, Dr. Alba Raffaella, psychologist and author of Breaking the Mirror, a story and guide on how to recognize and deal with narcissists, available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. Feel free to purchase the book for your... Um, Perfect little stocking stuffer. Yeah, for your loved ones during this holiday season. I'm your host, Dr. Dawn Rafa, and join with me is my co-host, Anthony Dana. How are you doing? Good. You know, I'm, I am actually working on something right now that you're going to be excited about. If I can pull it off, the author of Breaking the Mirror, I'm going to try to get her in here yeah. for an interview. As a guest. As a guest. I'm talking to her people, and we'll see how it goes. And I'll let you know, I'll let everybody know if we can work that out. But that would be a huge get for our show. Well, I always welcome guests, and our sponsor would be very welcome. I Absolutely. It'd be, it would be really an honor to talk to her, you know, because I really love the book. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It was a great book. Yeah. So let's go through the process of... Well, first of all, this is episode 45. We are getting close to the big 5 We are? Yes. I'm not getting close to the big N- No, you're not. Not at all. <laughs> no. I'm on the other side of the 5-0. Yeah. But I mean, as far as episodes go. Right. Inching up, which will probably be in, it'll be in 2023. Yes. Yeah. Okay. We've already. Because after, we have, what, maybe two more after this one for the year? Right. Because this will be launch next week. Right. Well, okay. So we are going to revisit, sort of revisit a, a topic we had before. We're going to do a movie, but we decided not to. The movie was awful. This movie said, was... We'll bash this movie for like 40 minutes and that doesn't seem... Yeah. Like as, as I was thinking about this today, and then when we put our heads together to, to get started with this, we were like, this movie doesn't even deserve a bashing or an episode to bash it. It, it was so sad. Well, okay, so the preview looked good. It was called Anna, mm-hmm. 2014, and it was with an actress that I like and also with Guy Ritchie. Not the 2019 Anna. No. Right. No. Basically, it was just about, like, memory detectives and memory, you know, resurfacing, which looked neat. And it looked like, you know, the main character was, she did a good job. I mean, despite the plot being... She's a good little actress. Yeah, her sister's famous, or, yeah, famous actress as well. But, uh, yeah, it was about, like, whether she was a sociopath or traumatized. And it looked like it had legs. But then at the end of the movie, it was kind of like, what? Too many what? too many unanswered questions. That we can't even look it up. And I we couldn't even, like, and we, yeah, we kind of, like, okay, like, you know, because sometimes you you could find movie or whatever explained or what the, and or there's the n- the nothing. Um, yeah. so don't, we don't recommend it. That's all. No, just don't see Anna. 2014 Anna, don't see it. Yeah. As Charles Barkley would say, it's terrible. Terrible. There's a good quote. And even though that's not the topic of the show, what was the, the good quote? It was, I think she said, I'm not a sociopath. I just know how to think like one. Yeah. And that was a, that was a pretty. That was a very good quote. That was a pretty badass that's quote. That's what kind of hooked us in with the right. trailer. I was like, ooh, let's see what ooh, the yeah, is. Yeah, we threw yeah. around some different ones and we still don't know. Laid an egg. Yeah. So don't watch it. That's so, right, what we're saying. Anyway, then I said, you know what could be a really good topic? And we just, you know, we thought, okay, this can this can work. It's your new fascination, your new found, I don't want to say obsession, but I'm going to say it. We can call it that. <laughs> it is. It, it, it pretty much is. And it's not pickleball, uh, although you you are into that right now. But it is. So I said, so when we, I said, I got the, I got a good idea for a topic. And you said, what is it? And I said, hippophiles. 
And you said, what is that? I said, Google it. Mm -hmm. So here you are, you Googling it and you go, yes, that's me. And that is you. And if anybody has, doesn't know, and maybe hasn't already Googled it, a hippophile is one who loves or is a, a lover of horses. And that's what we're going to delve into a little bit. I think we can revisit this topic. There's a lot to do with horse therapy. We, we did touch on it when we were talking about animals and the benefit of... The emotional support animals. Yeah, emotional support animals, which we did a few shows ago. And so, and this is kind of like an introduction um, into, you know, horses and um, you're just, you're new. So you're newfound... <laughs> backstory to this. Okay, yeah, um, you, you tell the backstory. All right. So last year we were supposed to go horseback riding and I've never ridden a horse. I had friends in high school that had horses that I petted and maybe I sat on one. I don't know. So I, we wanted to do that last year. It didn't work out. And since then it's been on my to-do list. Mm-hmm. Last weekend, we I went on the horse buggy, horse carriage ride, you know, for the holiday season. So it's still on my list and I love animals. And on Thanksgiving, you ask an either or question. I was just, uh, we would were, you rather? We were, we were, we were drinking. eating dinner. We were having, having, having drinks and I like to, okay. Would you rather? And I, you know, I like to entertain you with these goofy little, you know, mm-hmm. hey, would you rather do this or would you do rather do that? And so I said, would you rather? And it was a stupid question after I said it, but I was just well, coming up with two, two major events. Would you rather go to the Super Bowl? Or go to the Kentucky Derby. And you said immediately, oh, the Kentucky Derby, of course. And I said two reasons. And why. they are? Hats. Because I love hats. <laughs> well, obviously horses. being Right. So I absolutely love horses. And now I'm, I'm newly obsessed with horse racing and horses. So we may not be able to go to the Kentucky Derby, but mm-hmm. we can go to other ones that are equally popular i never say i mean there are other years you I mean, know? there's other years yeah it's just we have a lot going on and it might not work we got lots of going zone yes we do but now it's i'm learning about horse betting and i've been betting on horses <laughs> the last few days oh, it's in it's first week of may maybe when i retire and i can just take the whole damn week off it makes sense to take more time than just the weekend to yeah the derby. it's not around the corner derby we watch videos on yeah you can't you don't call it the derby you call it derby right. like girls say i'm going to prom yeah. I'm going to Derby. Yeah, not necessarily any problem. So we were getting, you know, backstory on all this and looking at transportation and all that stuff. But I think I might, we might settle for a different event instead for next year. We'll see. Trying to finagle that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, racing and horses, it's awesome. So I've been watching horse races and my guys won second. I'm learning how to bet. <laughs> It's the names. I think it's the names. So obviously I'm Italian. So this, this horse was named Nono's little boy. Right. So cute. And I, yeah, he came in second. So I won like $8. It was exciting. I see you eventually building a ranch <laughs> um, and, and, and doing horse therapy through yeah. inner balance. Have it right off. Yes. Off you'll have, you'll buy a thoroughbred and oh gosh, have your, your brother-in-law jockey it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh, I don't know about that. <laughs> okay, we'll find we'll find a you know a, a different guy. Very expensive, yeah, a whole ranch. Yeah. Well, we have to give our quotes. Yes. So glossed over. Okay. All right. So this one is um, a throwback to your man Abraham Lincoln, historically, right? I can make a general in five minutes, but a good horse is hard to replace. So says a lot about the human race. Humans can be replaced and trained. A horse takes some time to do so, which. Seems to be, by the way, another part of this um, obsession slash 
you know, philia, of course, is here, is Yellowstone. We're oh, yeah. We're obsessed with Yellowstone. It took us a while. Sorry, we were a little late to the party. But with me, I've noticed I normally discover a show. Later. I mean, it's on my radar. Obviously, Yellowstone was on my radar. I knew about it, but I didn't finally delve into it or commit to it until recently. But the show is still on the air. What what some, sometimes happens with me is like, you know, the show's off the air and then I start watching it. Right. You know, mean, exactly. Um, but that's a good quote. And Lincoln would know about replacing generals because it took a while to find somebody who could, you know, defeat Robert E. Lee. And that's, that's a very good quote. Um, I want to add in. So mm -hmm. when we were also, when we were waiting in line for the um, horse and carriage ride, mm -hmm. we were talking about best animals and why they would win and whatever and why they're popular. Oh. Horse won for all of our various. Well, yeah, because what, what's faster? So like we said, what's faster? A, what was it? A rabbit or a squirrel? Or if it was like. That was a different. That was a different. Oh, that was a different conversation. No, but we said, I think horse wins because it's method of transportation. to use. For oh yeah. What, what, what can it do? Yeah. There's yeah. so many. We said use... the utility of a horse. It's a pet. It's a pet. It's, it it's, can, it's transportation. It can win you money in races. Therapy. It could be a therapeutic. Blue. Well, it could. I'm sorry. Okay. Oh, me. Okay. Sorry. It, hey. Taxidermy decor. Um, it's really good in The Godfather. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I know. Ew. Um, it can pull a carriage. It yes, can, it can. It can. A cowboy could ride it. Um, it could transport items. It was the only form of transportation. It has a lot of the cowboys. So we, I think it wins. A lot of entertainment. You can, you can, you can have buck a, you know, see if you can go eight seconds and, and bunk, yeah, rodeo. Also, you need it to um, corral cattle. Corral cattle, you know. Apparently. Yeah. A lot of uses for it. So anyway. Anyway. Your quote. Oh, I have two. You have two. First one is from my grandmother. I use this quite often in class. Yes. You know it well. Most people do. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. And my other quote <laughs> is, and again, I'm sure my grandmother borrowed that from somebody, but this one I found interesting. So John Madden, NFL legend, more known for his video game than winning. I think he won two Super Bowls with the Raiders, at least one. He has, don't worry about the horse being blind, just load the wagon. And I like that one because a horse it doesn't have to see. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just going to giddy up and go. Still do a good job, even blind. Yeah. Horse. And that's it. You know what? And horses will work. Okay. They work. Working horse. Yes. That's where the name comes from. Working horse. Okay. So one of the main reasons besides being beautiful creatures, which I learned today what a thoroughbred was, because I'm looking at the Preakness stakes. <laughs> um, thoroughbred. <laughs> She's, do you know what a thoroughbred is? And you're like, I'm like, um, I'm going to tell you. Um, yeah. The father is a, a Arabian stallion, has to come from the Arabian stallion lineage. And the mother is, hold on, a mare, well, obviously like a mare, like a certain type of mare. So they're top notch, right? Okay. So besides being wonderful, <laughs> they offer a lot of benefits for lots of different mental health diagnoses. Do you know what they may be? Um... Well, equine therapy, what yeah, they, conditions maybe should they, they help out people with um, just PTSD? I mean, just all kinds of different things, right? I want to say most things. I can't imagine anything that would be precluded. So this list is pretty long. Substance abuse disorders or use disorders, anxiety, depression, stress, PTSD, trauma, behavior disorders, which generally are in children, traumatic brain injury, which hopefully weren't injured on a horse and then you want to get back on it. Um, hey, you know what, though? I, I, I can respect that. 
that I mean, that commitment and that moxie. Yeah. We fall off. Dementia, learning disabilities, ADHD, autism, Down syndrome, even physical disabilities like cerebral palsy, things like that. So there's different types of equine therapy, hippotherapy, which is not therapy with hippos. Yes, it's not the lover of hippos. Now I don't. I'm going to Google what that is because <laughs> they they kind of got their name <laughs> stolen by the horses. I assume. So yeah. I, if you're a lover of hippos, if that's a thing, I'm going to look up and see what they're called. But go ahead. I digress. Hippotherapy is a form of physical, occupational, and speech therapy co-facilitated by a licensed physical, occupational, or speech therapist, as well as a certified equine specialist. And it helps with neuromuscular disorders to improve balance, coordination, and body control. Therapeutic riding is helping children heal from trauma, as well as improving confidence and self-esteem. Equine-assisted psychotherapy is EAP. Focuses on those with mental or substance use disorders. It's a form of talk therapy. So wait, so I can go outside and ride a horse and talk to patients on a horse or they're on a horse or I'm on a horse. I, I know you're going to incorporate this somehow in your practice. This is, I, I, your, your wheels are going to keep turning. You keep going with it. Yes. Apparently you use, oh, okay, the client must ride the horse. Using multiple senses while identifying and processing emotional issues, the outdoor environment and use of animals leads a unique positive dimension. So I am going to try to do this either in Marlton or Pennington. Philly, there's not really too many horses that I can ride around Philly, but why don't we do it? Are you serious? Why not? You're going to look into this? I don't know. Okay. I got to get some people who want to sit on a horse. Never say never. Look, you know how I am with my ideas. Well, if any of your uh, any of your employees are listening, they can reach out to you and... I'll ask them. Yeah. Well, the Christmas parties this weekend. So well, tell them. Say, listen, this this anybody next episode... Anybody yeah. on board with equine therapy? Mm -hmm. Anybody? I think... I don't know if we have to get certified. Probably not. I'm pretty certified, so I don't know. <laughs> certified, not certifiable. <laughs> certified. So it's learning to trust yourself, trust the horse... Mm -hmm. um, learning healthy boundaries, helping with impulse control. Because remember in Yellowstone, right? The horse knows you, just like any animal, most animals. They know your emotion before you know your yeah, emotion. Uh, yeah. So if you're calm, they're very keen on on how you how you feel. Yeah. And that'll if you're if you're nervous, they're going to be nervous. Yep. So you have to be very like calm, which right. is hard to do because sitting on a horse, I think, is not comfortable. <laughs> from what I understand. And you're high up. You're pretty high up. I'm well, not sure I'm a little bit. I think to an extent, and again, I know apples and oranges here, but dogs are like that because they can smell fear. And oh, sure. they will, like, you know, if they're a friendly dog and the owner says they just want to smell your hand to make sure that you're mm -hmm. okay. Right. And that's a, you know, that's a big ask. But if, if the owner's telling you that, okay, you put your hand out there and it, it checks you out. And okay, you're okay. And you know, yeah, they, they relax a little bit. I'm sure horses really um, are in tune. They have to be. They have been forever, right? Um, so also riding and caring for horses improves self-esteem for eating disorders and improves negative body issues to help manage eating disorders like anorexia and bulimia. So they do offer in a lot of these residential treatment facilities, um, when you obviously stay there as an adult or a child, equine therapy, which is, is really cool. There's places around here that I know do that, like just outpatient-wise in Marlton and, and definitely Pennington. So suggest it, definitely suggest it. Yeah, and the only person that I know that's not, because again, everybody I know either doesn't really have an opinion or loves horses. There's you're not gonna find it. Oh, I, I hate horses. Like it's not like skunk or or rats or you know what I mean. Oh, I hate snakes. yeah snakes. Oh, I hate snakes. Like horses, either people love them, like them, or they're just indifferent. Except for I don't know 
what his opinion would have been. He's not with us anymore. Christopher Reeve. I don't know what he would have felt about he, horses. Maybe he still loved them. Um, I don't know if it was his fault what happened or if I, I don't I don't know what happened. But I mean I, I mean I know what happened. I just don't know the the yeah the details right. So this is going to be a short one, but but we still have I still have um I have a game. I have what's well, not really a game. It's more of a it's like a joke. It's a well it's a tribute to a great skit that I used to love to watch when I was little. I would stay up once in a while and watch this guy named Johnny Carson. And the Tonight Show, and he had this character named Karnak, and he was the mystic from the East, and he had, you know, mind telepathy, yeah, telepathy, te- telepathy, and he would take an envelope and he would put it to his head, and with his mind power, he would come up with the answer to the question that was in the envelope. There was a question written on a piece of paper in the envelope. He would come up with the answer. Then he would open the envelope and read the question. So that was basically, it was a punchline to a joke, but it was like kind of in reverse instead of, you know, what, you know, what do you call a book? Right. It was the punchline first. It was almost, it kind of reminds you of Jeopardy. You know, it's like you give the answer to a question, you know, like here's the answer. And then what is a, you know, and Mm -hmm. So I thought it might be just fun to do something different. And I might never do it again after that. But but I just wanted, hey, you know what, let me do this bit. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to play the role of Karnak. I'm not going to do the uh, Sim Salabim and the whole bit. But I am going to, I do have some envelopes here with questions. And what we're going to do is, and the one thing, so you're going to play my Ed McMahon. And so your job is to, when I take the envelope and I put it to my head, mm-hmm. to read to try to come up with the answer to the question. Mm-hmm. You repeat it, and then I will open it up, and I will read the question, see if I got it right. Okay. All right. This is exciting. So You're not a mind detective. No, thank God. You're not a memory detective. <sighs> that was so dumb. <laughs> I mean, that was so... I, I just... I, I, I was Actually, it wasn't the... It wasn't dumb. It was okay... The last 20 minutes was, again, I, I said this, I read this a lot. I, I get these essays from, from students and the opening paragraph's great. Body paragraphs are okay. And then they give me like a two sentence concluding paragraph. It's like, it's like the end. <laughs> I'm done. I, I got this done. You know, it's like yeah. you gave up. Like they yeah. gave up. I think so. The writer, it's lazy writing. It's lazy writing. Yes. Do that for Yes, we do. All right. Let me, let me, I got a, I got an envelope here and I'm going to, yes, it's at my, it's at my temple here and I'm concentrating so much and I don't have, I don't have the hat. I don't have, uh, maybe next time I'll get a hat. Well, this, you know what? If we ever do video. Yeah. Yeah. If we ever do video. Okay. An undercover cop. Okay. An undercover cop. Great. What do you call a policeman in bed? <laughs> I like that one. The first time I told you that one, you were like, see, I should have not I told know, you these. I, I would have gotten a genuine reaction. Okay, next. I next. Did laugh yes. Because you prepped me. Okay, so, well, I said, you know, are these terrible? Are these okay? All right, next one. Let me see. I got the next envelope. Um, okay, nightmares. Oh, I don't know this one. Nightmares. Yes. What kind of horses come out after dark? <laughs> Nightmares. Oh. Okay. You know what a mare is, right? Yes. Okay. Next one. Mm-hmm. Oh, let me put that one down here. A native mare makes a thoroughbred. Mount Baldy. <laughs> Mount Baldy. <laughs> 
<laughs> what do you call it when you play horsey with Mr. Clean? <laughs> Mount Aldi. Mm-hmm. Okay, next one. You didn't like this one too much, this next one. Let me see here. Um, okay, a private tutor. A private tutor. A private tutor. I like how Johnny would mm-hmm. blow the envelope open. Right. And question, what do you call someone who doesn't fart in public? <laughs> a private tutor. Private tutor. Yes. All right. These are the jokes. Tough room. All right. Mm-hmm. Next. Okay. This envelope. Pay me in advance from now on. Pay me in advance from now on. Yes. And let's open this one up. What did my psychologist tell me? When I told her I had suicidal tendencies. Ba-dum, ba-dum. Yes. That's horrible. <laughs> Pay me in advance. Hey, I, you know, come on now. Implement you got a business to run. True, okay. True. Two more to go. Two more envelopes. Horse ranch to fund. Hmm? I have a horse ranch to fund. Yes, you do. See? I need payment in advance. Okay. Okay. Let's see this one. Kermit the Frog's fingers. Mm-hmm. Kermit the Frog's fingers. I got, an, I got a, this one's going to be good. I got an idea. What's long, green, and smells like bacon? Oh, you're, dirty. <laughs> you're so dirty. What? That's dirty. He likes to eat bacon. <laughs> oh, wait, it's got even worse. Okay, we went, okay, last, this, this is the last envelope. A dictator. A dictator. This one's really hard to get open. Hermetically sealed. Mm. What do you get when you cross a dick and a potato? A dictator. Okay. <laughs> and that's, <laughs> that's, that's it for today for uh, the Parnak um, okay, tribute. So one of the things I wanted to mention is um, the equine therapy, since that's what our, our show is about, that like we said, horses have the natural ability to pick up on human emotional expressions and needs. So as the person in therapy bonds with the horse, they start to grow the person, maybe the horse too, self-esteem and emotional healing takes place. So I hear it's very amazing and magical. It is. It may be pricey. I don't know if insurance covers it. Maybe certain states it, it may. I don't know if there's like licensing and certification involved that the insurances would cover it. But any kind of animal-assisted therapy, I think, is great. Horses have been around forever, obviously. So they're smart, they're sensitive, they're all these great things. You can dress them up. What did the sick pony say? What? What? I'm a little horse. (laughs) (laughs) You're so goofy. You're so goofy. So we're going to be on our quest for horses, and I'm going to get us to the Preakness, I think. Yes, that's in Baltimore? Yeah, the Preakness. The Belmont, is is that New York somewhere? Belmont? Maybe New York. You might be. Sounds, it sounds New York-y. So the, the horses do not run in the summer because it's too hot. Too hot, yeah. Right. Belmont Stakes, let's see. You are correct. Belmont Park, New York. Probably in the spring, I imagine. So there is a racetrack near here. You know that, right? Freehold Raceway. Freehold, yeah. Uh, there used to be one here in um, Cherry, Cherry Hill, Hill, the Garden State. And there was one, the Atlantic City one, which was actually in Mays Landing. And that was, was yeah, and that that was around in the late 90s even. And I think, and that. Why didn't they close them? I hope they abused the horses. I no, I, I, just, I just think it's just, you know, it's like, I mean, you take a look at how much it costs to. Oh, to keep, you know, and, and yeah, exactly. So it's, it's the fact that Cherry Hill had one for a while. I mean, that's saying something. 
Yeah, I guess so. I have to look it up and see when um, they closed it. But I don't know. Maybe it's just not as popular anymore. But it is a very wealthy sport as far as attending one. It's a sport of kings. Sport of kings. Right? Yes. It's very expensive to go. I mean, you can go and pay general admission prices and just watch it on TV, which is kind of silly in my opinion. Maybe it's the energy of the crowd. Kind of like a sports bar. Like the energy of the crowd and you're watching it as opposed to being at the game. So it might be more than Super Bowl tickets at this point. I don't know, right? Super Bowl tickets can be pricey too. So um, here's a, a good filler story, but it, it's it's apropos. So there was a horse named Man of War. And Man of War never lost a race. And it was the last race. And I forget what, it was one of the three big ones. It was either the Belmont, the Preakness, or the Kentucky Derby. And it was the final race. And I think this was to win all three. I think that's called the, the Triple Crown. Right. And it was defeated by a horse by the name of Upset. Now, up until that point, the word upset just meant I have an upset stomach or I'm mad and upset with you. But after that win of the underdog beating Man of War, the term upset was born where if a team or a combatant who is not supposed to win wins, they're pulling an upset. So there you go. It's pulling an upset because the horse, I love when that happens. So they come from behind or even just in the third and they just like get through. And the horse's names are hilarious. Like this one I was watching, Skippy Longstocking. So there, I, I wanted yeah. to look up a horse generator, like horse name generator. Like, you know what I mean? Where you can find out. Oh, like what would your horse name be? Like what would your horse name be? And it would be like your first grade teacher and your favorite color or something or, or the color of your car. Like, I mean, silly things like that. But when you put them together, you're like, oh, you know, like that's cool. Like um, your rap name is Little and the last thing you ate. And the last thing you ate. Yeah. yeah so. Well, um, well that's actually just, that's a different. I'm Little Chicken. Little, little Chicken Nugget. All right. What, what, um, what were you going to say? Well, my rap name. Oh, what's your rap name? Lil. Chicken curry soup. Lil soup. Lil soupy. Lil soup. Lil soup, because you get souped up. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right, let's go watch uh, Yellowstone. You want to watch Yellowstone? I want to watch horses. You yeah, want to see what happens? Tickets. <laughs> I get it fine. Okay, yeah, we'll watch Yellowstone. Okay. Okay. All right, so I hope everyone had a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday. The season is upon us. Maybe next time we'll talk about some tips to be, you know, not stress-free, but reduce stress during seasonal affective disorder season and also to holiday season. Self-care is very important. The equinox, right, is the 21st or 22nd. It can't get here soon enough because then we... here, yep. the days start to get a little bit longer. Then there's some hope. There's hope on the horizon instead of winter is coming correct? Yes. Okay. So as always, thanks for listening to our show. Catch all of our episodes and more at www.innerbalancepsychology.com. Email us if you have any questions, info at innerbalancepsychology.com. And remember to stop it and give yourself a chance.